most recent blog post talked about the virtual branch or a virtual business. How are you tracking online, distinguished separately from the physical locations? This is part two. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation, and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and muser of metacognition, David Peterson. Now, in the last podcast, I raised this issue of how banks might do branch accounting and account for the virtual branch and drew the parallels to a business that you know would have a virtual component and a physical component and how you would actually track associated profitability. So if you haven't already listened to that podcast, you should stop now, go back and listen to that one before continuing. Now, how important is your virtual branch? That's one of the that's one of the issues that I discussed uh, and started that conversation in that recent podcast. And again, just to summarize, unless there is specific profitability assigned to your virtual business, how can you really know how much investment in new technology related to that online presence is warranted? So this question raises the issue of of how you assign your customers to a particular location and whether or not all of the associated income and expense of that customer is allocated to where they actually do their business. So uh, kind of along these lines, I had some very illuminating conversation recently with two bank CEOs regarding how they would account for the virtual branch. Now, the two CEOs are in very, very different markets. And one is a bank and one's a credit union. One's located in the Southeast and the other's in the Midwest. Yet both have exactly the same dilemma. They're trying to determine the appropriate way to account for the impact of decreased branch activity with a corresponding rise in online activity. So if a customer is rarely coming into a physical location, should their overall relationship be assigned to that particular location just because that's where they open their account? And this is where where it really kind of gets interesting. Both of these bankers I spoke to had the tools available to them to calculate virtual branch profitability. One of the banks used a tool that allowed a specific transaction type to be associated with each customer activity, including the origin of the activity itself. Now that allows them to track where transactions actually occur. And using that data, they chose 65% as the percentage of virtual transactions that would constitute a virtual branch customer, meaning that if 65% of all the customer's transactions were originated outside of any physical location, then the entire customer relationship, all of the income, all of the expense associated with that customer would be assigned in their accounting system to the virtual branch. Now, the tool they have performs the calculations every month. And if a customer has more than 65 of the targeted transactions originate from a specific channel, a particular branch or uh, you know, the online channels and so forth in three successive months, then that relationship gets moved to that location on their general ledger. The effect is that if a customer opened account at, say, their Pine Street branch, but was performing more than 65 of their transactions online for three successive months, 
they would be moved income and expense on their accounting system to the virtual branch. Now, a review of the branch data for that institution revealed that, surprise, the virtual branch is significantly more profitable than any of their physical branches. I say this over and over again, but until you actually put it down on the accounting system, you, you can't believe it. It makes sense, you know, as there is a huge cost associated with operating those physical locations. And this concept also aligns with nationally published data from industry analysts like Monitor, Jupiter, and Javelin, companies that monitor the financial services sector. And they say that online customers represent significant cost savings. However, it's one thing to intellectualize this information from a national survey, and quite another to have a specific institution's own accounting data confirm the profitability of the virtual branch. Now, for that bank CEO, making a decision to invest in the virtual branch is easy. Uh, they can actually see what the total profitability of the online branch is relative to the expense of maintaining the other physical locations. And even so, it's not perfect. In the example I just gave you, the customer used the Pine Street branch 34% of the time, and the rest was online activity. So there's still cost associated with that activity at the Pine Street branch that's not offset by any revenue. So this is where the idea from the other CEO I spoke with comes into play. Now, their institution is implementing the ability to examine all relevant transactions, determine where the percentage of transactions are allocated across every channel, and then apply those percentages of revenue to each individual location. For example, the activity breakdown for a particular relationship was 58% online, 30% Pine Street branch, and 12% Oak Street branch, and then the total revenue of that relationship would get allocated to those three locations according to those actual percentages. Now, this would yield a very highly accurate picture of total profitability by location, as each location would have specific costs associated with its operation. Now, the problem lies is that the effort to do all of this accounting and, and the impact that it has on the accounting system, the general ledger, Turns out it can be a lot of manual work. But even if we could get all the accounting allocated automatically, it's still not perfect. Expense is not 100% isolated to a particular channel. The call center serves online customers, but also provides services to their branches at well. How should those costs be allocated? If the actual revenue percentages cannot be easily allocated, then what's the amount of transaction that governs what channel gets the relationship? Is it 65% like the one CEO came up with, or maybe just 50% plus one transaction? Is it just the accounts associated with the primary individual, or would it include all related accounts, spouses, children, businesses, and so forth? Now, these are important questions, and they will not universally fit all businesses in all situations. But I do think that it's a discussion worth having. Regardless of how you might calculate it for your organization, making a serious attempt to define your virtual organization, however imperfect it may be, it still has entails better than doing nothing. Because if you don't figure it out and you don't know that the profitability of that virtual branch, if you can't put your hands directly on that number, then you're, you're not just limiting that virtual site's success. You are overstating the profitability of all your physical branches. Now, let me say that again. If you had five locations, and let's say you had four physical locations and you have this one virtual location, if you don't track 
the true activity, however you define it, in that virtual activity in your accounting system, then you're overstating the profitability of the other four physical branches. Now, that may cause you to overinvest in the physical branch while significantly shorting the virtual sites. So, hey, every institution is unique. If this is something where you kind of are trying to say, all right, David, I kind of get the point of what you're doing, but I'm not sure that I really understand how to apply this to my business, then reach out to me at david at davidpeterson.com. And I would love to hear from you and find and learn and, and perhaps collaborate with you on how you're actually defining what the virtual part of your business is so that it accurately represents total income and expense yielding profitability on your accounting system. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.